if you're the person who has a longer foresight and you can see more into the future and you're more of a visionary, you have to do a really, really good job of sharing that with the people around you. And you have to make sure that when you share, you share the things that they value. And here's what happens, unfortunately. People who get really successful realize that a lot of that was done at the expense of their present and then they overcorrect. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. How do I make sure my subconscious doesn't let the pain from my past hold me back from the future I want? Oh, well, going deep right away. Uh, look at where you're avoiding. Look at what your uh, automatic responses are. Look at where, ask for feedback from someone you trust. So Emilia has been an, a tremendous peak performance partner for me in this. Because she'll kindly call out when she notices me avoiding certain things. So, and I'll do the same for her as well, like constantly. So for example, uh, if I'm around a family member or she's around a family member, we can kind of recognize how different we're acting when we don't even know that we are. We're, in other words, uh, here's a good example that everyone can relate to. Think of your caregiver growing up, primary caregiver. And if you have multiple, just pick one. Pick one that was very influential on you. Whenever you're around that person, even though you're an adult, you probably revert to that son or daughter or whatever, right? Grandson, granddaughter. When I'm with Emilia, I know Emilia in all of the amazing Emilia woman that she is today. And I didn't meet her until she was 25. So I know the 25, 26, 27-year-old version of Emilia. I know her and her best self. So when I see her revert, it's obvious to me. But it's not obvious to her because she doesn't recognize it. So the question was, how do you make sure your subconscious doesn't take your past and jeff your future, essentially? Have someone observe you who you trust to give you feedback and then give them permission to do it. Kevin um, has recognized at times when I have reverted around my family as well. And once he raised my awareness to that, then I can work on it. But before that, it was just, this is what I do. This is who I am or whatever. It's just subconscious. Uh, yeah, I would say therapy. That's what I would say. I, it's going to be, I think I'm very blessed because I have people around me that have a high level of self-awareness. And they also have a high level of the awareness on how to help other people where you might not have that opportunity where you can go to somebody and say, hey, what do you think of this? And get a valuable uh, quality answer. So I would say seek out therapy because 100%. they're going to ask you the questions that will make you answer. I remember when I went, Alan, I, I remember walking up these creaky stairs in Boston and I was like, I'm going to cry and this person's going to ask me all these questions and I'm going to look weak and it's going to be terrible. And I definitely cried. But I remember when it was almost like a podcast interview, which is weird now because I do that every day. But at the time, it was very much, what was this? What was growing up like? What was this like? How did that make you feel? Do you think that has anything to do with what's going on today? And it was just, 
it was something that I was so afraid of, but I ended up being very, very grateful for and I looked forward to doing. So that's what I would say. You gotta you gotta talk to somebody and I would say make sure it's somebody who understands what questions to ask and what those answers actually mean. How can we how can we have conversations with loved ones about being more future focused so that our present aligns more with what we want our future to be? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You gotta be the person to paint the picture of the future that is possible for for you and this other person. I've Tara and I have had a lot of conversations. Obviously we're we're married now, so this is this is for life and we're very, very committed. But I have given her reminders of there's a lot of people out there right now who look like they're winning and they have homes and they have, you know, things that we want in the future. But I said, I, I promise in five, 10, 15, 20 years, we're going to have everything that we want. I promise. I promise. You just got to, you got to trust Alan because Alan's the one who says it's all going to work out. So we got to <laughs> trust Alan, but yeah, no I think, pressure, no pressure. You have to, <laughs> if you're the person who has a longer foresight and you can see more into the future and you're more of a visionary, you have to do a really, really good job of sharing that with the people around you. And you have to make sure that when you share, you share the things that they value. They might not value the size of the business. They might not value the car, whatever it is. Maybe they value financial freedom and time freedom so you can spend it with your family. So make sure you paint an effective picture of the future based on what they value as a human being. Uh, fire Kev. Thank you very much, man. In order to paint the picture, I've I've really tried to work on this a lot because when we have new NLU team members, it's very hard to describe 10, 20, 30 years what this is going to look like. And so recently I was on a, a jam session. My two executive admins, Jenna and Amy, we were on it. We do a jam session every weekend, every Saturday. And I said, this is the best way I can describe it. Because usually what I say is that only 0.02% of NLU's impact is currently seeable by the outside world. And that never lands because nobody knows what I'm talking about. Understandable. So what I did instead is I drew an iceberg. Because everyone understands that the majority of an iceberg is beneath the surface. And so I drew this tiny little iceberg above the water. And I said, and I drew an arrow and I said, what others can see from above the surface. And then below it, there's a huge massive iceberg. And then I drew a line and I said, this is where, what we really are now. So this is what others can see. This is what we really are now. And it's like a, a big chunk of it, but not the whole thing. And then the bottom part was what we will eventually be when the compound effect really pays off. And they really were like, and they told me, they're like, we're visual learners, so please do that from now on. Because it finally clicked. And it's like, oh, that's totally awesome. Okay, great, now I get it. And and as your iceberg does get bigger and bigger and bigger down bottom, it starts to rise. But remember, the outside world can only see the part that's above the surface, except for the people on the team that see what's going on behind the scenes. And, and the closer and closer and closer you get to the center of the business, the, the more and more you understand the whole business model and the infrastructure and how it all works. And the same is true for your life as well. So what I would say is you have to explain it in a way that other people actually can make it land. Um, and can understand, I should say. Explain, try to explain it in a way that they really can understand. And if they can't or they don't, be vulnerable and say, I just don't think you see what I see and that's okay. But like, you need to trust me. And then if they don't trust you, that's when you got to leave. 
And so I have a, a quote that I live by that I, I created. I said, you can either leave, you can lead, or you can appease. And if you're a listener of the show, you've probably heard that many times. Lead is tell the truth and show the vision. Leave is, okay, you're not going to trust me. This is my core aspiration, my core value. I'm out. I'm sorry. I can't coexist with someone who doesn't believe in me because it's hard enough with people who do believe in you. <laughs> Uh, or you can appease, which is just stay small and appease and just deal with the fact that they don't believe in you and let them kind of cut you down and sabotage you. And remember that just because people are unkind or don't believe in your vision does not mean that they're doing that purposefully. They probably just don't believe in themselves or maybe they don't believe in possibilities. But just remember, most of the accomplishments on the planet were done by people that were once called crazy And now we have cameras and Zoom and iPhones and, you know, computers and personal computers and keyboards and Macs and all. Like, most of the human beings who invented the things that we all now use and that are all normal were at one point laughed at, called crazy, made fun of, berated, um, bullied. That's actually a common theme amongst all inventors is they were really not appreciated in their own time. And last, I would add this too, Alan, quickly, and, and Brandon. Talk about how and paint a paint a picture and a roadmap to Alan's point about the iceberg. That that's the other thing is if you talk about how it can happen, then you can reflect on it when it becomes the past. And you can say, Well, remember when we were doing blank and I said this would happen next? That happened. So that's another thing. It's almost like leave uh, leave breadcrumbs so you can point to those and say, Well, that happened and that happened and that happened. I think that'll help paint the picture as well. Hmm. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Balvalon and I just finished next level group coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. But during the entire course and the program, I figured it out it's not something that I wanted to do, it's something I needed to do. They helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking. And every two weeks, I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, in my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to, you know, upgrade your life and get to that next level, definitely sign up for the group coaching. So I actually just, I really wanted to make sure I asked this question because I just thought of it, but I think it's important. So on social media, it's, it's almost normalized uh, to talk about in the personal development field, like living in the present moment, uh, especially on like the spiritual side of things. Um, can you guys explain why the past, the present, and the future are all like just as important as the other and not just living in the present moment because I think a lot of the younger generation is confused on what um, living in the future actually means. 100%. Great question, Brandon. Do you mind if I jump on this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Anyone who tells you that one of the three are are everything is wrong. Living in the present moment and only ever living in the present moment is some of the worst advice I've ever heard in my entire life. And let me explain why, okay? Imagine someone who never once has planned for their future. They've never planned their workouts. They've never planned their gym sessions. They've never used a calendar. They've never decided what schools they want to apply to. They've never worked hard today for a brighter tomorrow. And even the people who preach this, maybe they're unconsciously focusing on the future and not knowing it. So imagine someone who only ever 
lives in the present moment. Unless you're a Buddhist monk and you live in the 21st century, and I can tell you this, particularly as a business coach and consultant, I know a lot of business owners from all different countries, all different cultures, all different sexes, all different races, all different genetics and ethnicities and, and all of it. There is not a successful business owner ever, 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 ever who doesn't have a strong future orientation. There's a saying in business that in business, if you're not focused on the future, you're going to die in the present. Because, I mean, think about Blockbuster and Netflix. Blockbuster was overly focused on the present, not the future of streaming. Anyone who's not focused on VR and IR and, and all the future technologies, robotics, a AI, they're in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. And so this whole living in the present thing, quite frankly, it's just impractical. We are the only species on Earth, other than I think dolphins, that can project into the future and decide in advance what to do today. So when you're in high school, you can say, you know what, I'm going to apply to MIT and I'm going to apply to WPI. I'm going to apply to Tufts and I'm going to apply to UMass Amherst. And then you can prepare for it. If you are only ever focused on the present moment, you can't do those things. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So it's just inaccurate understanding and it's not well explained. And here's what happens. Unfortunately, people who get really successful realize that a lot of that was done at the expense of their present and then they overcorrect. And then they start telling young people to focus on the present when in reality it's like, and I'll use Ellen DeGeneres as an example, even though I, I like Ellen a lot. Dory's one of my favorite characters in anything, Finding Nemo. But Ellen DeGeneres said, if I could go back in time, I would tell my younger self not to worry so much. Like, don't worry, it's all going to work out. That's what she said. And I, it's bad advice. Trust me, as someone with big goals and dreams, you need to sometimes worry about them. They're not just going to happen by default, right? We all wish we could be rich and ripped and famous and successful and have our dream homes on the beach without any work or effort or thinking or strategizing, but it's not real. It's not real. It's not even close to real. Um, the past, present, and future are all important. Anyone who tells you only one third of the equation is important is just simply wrong. They're inaccurate. We had a, I said this, I don't know if it was on a podcast or to a, a coaching client the other day. I said, we had this interview scheduled with this person who I, they're very big in our industry and they have all the connections and I think they have like 700,000 followers and all that happy jazz. And Alan and I were watching this person's content shortly before interviewing them and we said, we can't, we can't have this person on. Because to Alan's point, this person was somebody who was probably very future oriented, who lived in the future for a long period of time, burnt themselves out, regretted a little bit. And now they're telling people that the best way to accomplish your goals is to live in the present. Now, there's a, of course, there's something to be said for being aligned and, and living intentionally and all that, of course. But if you want your future to change, you got to plan for it. And that's what a lot of people aren't talking about. And they're also forgetting that they have the compound effect at their back. So this is the analogy. Alan and I could stop getting better at podcasting today. I could give the advice to people that's like, yeah, just show up and do an episode and, um, you know, you'll get clients. Like, it's going to be great. That's all you got to do. You just got to show up and then like, make sure your audio quality is good and then do seven episodes a week and then you'll get clients. Like they'll come out and you're, you're going you're to be fine. That's not real. That's not how it works. We've done this for five years and 1100 episodes. That's the only reason it's working the way it is now. So think of this. There's a lot of people who are living in the past. Alan and I get this very often, and this is not from a place of ego. Ah, I remember when I looked just like you. You're living in the past. 
High school were the best days. We used to party together. Uncle Rico, I could throw it. I could throw a pigskin clean over those mountains. Uncle Rico's from Napoleon Dynamite. There's people in the present who only want life to be easy and they want it to be flowy and they want to do what they want to do and they want to travel and they want all that stuff. And there's people who are hyper-focused on the future who might not be taking care of themselves. Maybe they're working 90 hours a week, burning themselves out, eating crappy food, and maybe they're the kind of person who has a heart attack when they're 50 because they're not taking care of themselves. It's important to focus on all three because one is not sustainable. I mean, three is challenging, of course, but it's not sustainable to focus on one and you're not going to end up where you want. So to Alan's point, and great question, B, I think it's, you got to be very careful on who you're taking advice from. It's not about where they are. It's about how they got there. Don't forget that. Okay, hold on. I think I have an NLU original brewing okay. right now. Okay. Real quick. Okay. If all you do is focus on the past, you're a historian. Oh boy. If all you do is focus on the present, you're a monk. And if all you do is focus on the future, you're an achiever. And if you want to be a dream chaser, you got to do all three. Okay. I was a little nervous when I heard historian. I was like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing here? But no, I think that's, I think that's valid. Came that's to valid. me. You know, what write you that down. Do? Write it down. Copyright that. All right, we're going to do one more. We got time for one more. Oh. How do you make your decisions on what to do if you feel pulled to do two different things at the same time? Oh, wow. Go ahead, Jeff. That's a you question. Uh, that's always 24-7, 365. Great question. That's, there's never not that case, right? If you're going to choose to eat, I don't know, chicken tonight, you're, you're choosing not to eat steak. So everything's a trade-off in life. And I think denying that fact is really ignorant. So I want everyone to really like think about that. Even, even with an intimate partner, great example. So Emilia and I choose each other every day. We always say that on our podcast. We're choosing each other every day because saying yes to being in a relationship with her means I'm saying no to being in a relationship with anyone else. And I'm grateful to do that because there is no one else who I believe is better suited for each other than Emilia and I, right? So everything's a trade-off. So what do you do when you are pulled to do two different things? Which one are you pulled to more? And I would say, honestly, and I'm biased on this, but I think it's accurate. Of course I would choose the one that's going to maximize your potential. You'll always be grateful you did. Think of all the regrets you have. All the regrets you and I and all of us have. There's a lot of people who regret smoking too much, who regret drinking too much. I regret drinking too much. For sure. But you're never going to regret, ah, I really wish I had read less books. You never hear someone say, you know what? You know what took me off the rails, Kev? Those books. I just exercised too often. That's what it was. I took my health too seriously. No. No, no, no. Do the one that's going to help you maximize your potential and your quality of life. Try your best to focus on the future. That That's my answer, but I'm biased. Do Choose the one, the one yeah. that your future self will thank you for. Yeah, Go ahead, Kev. do the one you'll be grateful for. I always had this analogy when I was, I did, when I was a personal trainer and I was a fitness coach, I used to say, somebody would come in and say, well, you know, I really want a cheat meal or I want to, I want to cheat on my diet or I want something special. And I would always say at the end of the day, that's totally up to you. Just understand that it's going to take you longer to get to your goal. Are you okay with that? Yes or no. If you're okay with that, make the, at least make the decision informed with a high enough awareness. If you're not okay with that, then it's probably it's probably time for you to rethink that decision. And this is the other thing. At the end of the day, it's going to affect you more than anybody else. 
unless you're doing it for your family and your business and your company and your community, whatever. But yeah, that's the thing I would say. At the end of the day, it's up to you. Make sure you have the awareness of, well, if I do choose A, how does that affect B? If I choose B, how does that affect A? And with a higher awareness, I believe you can make a better decision. Next level, Nation. We are doing our monthly giveaway. If you are a member of Next Level Nation, you may have heard me talk about this, but we want to give away some money. So at the end of the month, we are going to go through all the reviews that have been left and we're going to choose one lucky winner, send them a $100 Amazon gift card straight to their email. We just want to help more people. And when you go to Amazon, when you go to the movies, you are looking at the reviews to say uh, to see if you are the type of person who would like this. So the more reviews we have, the more people we can help. And if you can get $100 out of it, why not? Also, in 22 days from now, 22 days from now, unless you're listening to this recording, <clears throat> in which case I think it's, what, seven days from now or something like that? This is next Tuesday. So yeah, something like that. 19. Eight days. Eight days. So group eight is closing on October 4th. Uh, if you are out there and you're like, you know what, I feel like I've become a little bit nihilistic and hopeless. I'm struggling to believe in myself. I'm struggling to stay consistent and accountable. I know I'm capable of more, but I'm sick and tired of feeling alone in my growth journey. Group coaching is literally designed and created for you. So many of the NLU team members have were born out of group coaching. They came from group coaching. So we've graduated 62 people to this point. It's about to be 72 with group seven. And uh, it's going to be 82 after group eight. So join us. You'll have an assistant coach. You'll have a workbook. The curriculum is specifically designed to set you up on a springboard towards your own dreams. Um, it really has become quite the polished product at this point. So click the link in the comments and or the show notes. There's a very unflattering video of Kevin and I that you can watch if you'd like. Uh, please sign up. Please apply. We can't wait to hear from you soon. And speaking of the future, this is a great way for you to pour into your future self and make your future self proud of you. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. Grateful for you, B. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Later, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.